Insiders, an ASI Media podcast covering the topics that matter most to the promotion products industry. I'm Executive Editor Sarah Lavandusky, and today I'm joined by my colleague, Executive Editor Teresa Hegel, and together we're happy to welcome Elizabeth and Jennifer Grogin to the podcast. The sisters established Baloo Living in 2018, which is a lifestyle brand that specializes in weighted blankets made of sustainable and eco-conscious materials, and that is now, we're happy to say, an ASI supplier. They're also in the process of becoming certified by the Women's Business Enterprise National Council. So we're going to talk today about the story behind Baloo Living, where Elizabeth is founder and CEO and Jennifer is director of operations, as well as the science behind weighted blankets, the sustainability aspect of Baloo Living, why self-care and wellness are so important, especially these days, and much more. So thank you, Elizabeth and Jennifer, for being with us today. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. We're excited. Thank you. So how was your company established? What is the story behind it? And what was the need that you sought to fill with the weighted blankets? Initially, I traveled to Bali on a sabbatical in 2017. And while I was there, I saw all these, you know, they're called digital nomads, I guess, but people around me that were running businesses from their laptops. And I thought, that's cool. I went back to New York and was slapped in the face with reverse culture shock and decided to go back to Bali and spend more time with these people who were what I living what I thought was a very um, freedom oriented lifestyle. And so um, there's two ways, I think, to approach product uh, sourcing for any kind of product-oriented business. There's the passion avenue, and then there's the financial avenue. And I think that when I was there and I, I was actually studying the data on Amazon search volume to find a product opportunity and saw the opportunity for growth in the weighted blanket category. But when I tried one, um, I absolutely had an amazing experience with it. I I remember waking up from that nap and thinking that I had just gone to a new place far, far away and I felt amazing. And so for me, it was this opportunity to find a product and share it with the West and in a way that communicated the experience that I'd had of being in Bali and sort of being able to decompress, spend time in nature um, and start to really feel very good inside my body in a really natural way. So I think weighted blankets are an incredible tool for sleep, but they're also very reassuring and comforting. Um, so they also connect with that, that wellness or mindfulness aspect that so many people are really looking to connect with more these days. What, what have you been doing before this business? My background had been in marketing. Um, Prior to this, I was working at Scholastic Reading Club um, as a marketing project manager. And then like funny enough before that was um, the executive assistant to the CEO of a tequila company. Um, So (laughs) I'd kind of done a pivot from tequila to children's books to weighted blankets. And you hadn't actually used a weighted blanket until you had done the research for this um, business and then tried it out? I saw the numbers and I got so excited by what I saw as a really growing category. And I saw a very big open space for a a way to present the product in a more thoughtful, conscientious way, Um, especially, you know, just all with the values behind it. Because what I saw at the time was a sea of synthetic materials in the same color gray with listing on Amazon that you could tell were all, you know, written by Chinese sellers and I was like for such an intimate personal and and like gorgeous experiential product I would want to do something that would appeal to a consumer like me so natural materials and thoughtfully executed oh that's great and how did you convince Jennifer to join you (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer do you want to say that 
Well, I was also working in publishing, just coincidentally, um, the publishing to weighted blanket pipeline. And uh, <laughs> I was in sales and, uh, and I was working in the part of, part of sales for in publishing, which is very non-traditional special markets, like selling to specialty gift shop and chains and, um, and uh, wholesale accounts and things like that. So I was doing a much more operations sort of side of sales where, you know, working on like special print runs and things like that. So I was working with manufacturers and with our supply chain team and everything. So I had kind of a lot of different types of experience and Elizabeth, I think just had seen my- I know how Jennifer operates. I know you can come in and solve a problem in five minutes by focusing on it. And she can make anything happen. Like my dad tells the story of a broken refrigerator she repaired one time. <laughs> when I was visiting. <laughs> <laughs> his office <laughs> um, which, don't ask me to do that again I couldn't do that again <laughs> but we we talked about it for a good year because I think there's a lot of risk in going into work with your family yeah and so we really mm. talked and talked and talked about it and made sure that it was the right time for the business and that she was also ready to make a change and I always add like I think this is funny but I had our charts read from an astrologist <laughs> who said that we would be very compatible working together and I was like check <laughs> so, so has it been, has it been business to be uh successful enough that we didn't feel like all of the all of our family eggs were going to be in one basket. You know, we yeah, were too much risk for the family. I'd say it's worked out really, really well. Yeah. Um, I had a baby uh, 10 months ago and Jennifer covered for me. Like, you know, there's something about having a family, family, you, you can trust someone implicitly and we do get along really well. So it's going great. <laughs> Wonderful. So, and you're also, um, as we mentioned, you're also in the process of um, pursuing your official certification from the Women's Business Enterprise National Council. What does that process entail and what does that mean for your company four years into it? So basically they're, they ask, they have a list of uh, documentation that they request and it's uploaded via their portal. But what they're looking to confirm is not only that a woman is running the business in name, but in the day-to-day -day operations is truly the leader of the company. Um, and that means just 51% or more greater um, ownership and leadership in the day-to-day -day operations. And that's easy because Jennifer and I are the two shareholders of Baloo. Um, and I checked in with them just to make sure I spoke correctly exactly about what this means to, to any business. And um, really it's helpful because companies and government entities recognize the value of having a diverse supplier base. And this is one way for them to be confident and comfortable that they're, that they're achieving that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Great. And I have to ask you, how did you come up with the name for your company? Because I know a Baloo. There's you a blue a person. I know. I know a bear named Blue. Oh. <laughs> that would be cool if I knew a guy named Blue. But yes, I know the bear. Uh, but uh, well, it's that one. Oh, I love that. That's I the one. That. I loved that character, and I loved oh. the name, and I was always saving it for something. And you know, Disney has Blue trademarked for many categories, but not for bedding and bed sheets. So we just got lucky. Oh wow! How about that? interesting oh i love that, that's that love connection that. anywhere like on our website or anything it's more subconscious Shuttle. like yeah totally a nice bear hug yeah. yeah yeah oh i love that that's great um wonderful so i wanted to ask you you mentioned about the weighted blankets and the experience that you have with it and 
I have heard of them too, but I have yet to try them. So we have seen though that, and you were mentioning this on Amazon, that demand for weighted blankets has grown exponentially in popularity for dealing with stress and anxiety. Can you tell us a little bit about the science behind them and how they address both physical and perhaps mental challenges as well? Yes, um, so the, the mechanism by which they work, which has been studied the most closely is called deep pressure touch. Um, and that is that even feeling of pressure over the body that helps sensory overload or helps our fight or flight sympathetic parasympathetic nervous system um, just relax and let go. And um, there have been many, many qualitative studies done that show that participants report that they feel feelings of ease that in some cases, well, and, and there's a Swedish study done um, actually where over 50% of participants reported insomnia rates reduced. So there is a dramatic way in which the calming down of the nervous system helps reduce cortisol and um, also increases the production of melatonin. Melatonin being the hormone that tells the body that it's time to transition, transition to sleep. I think there's a common misperception that melatonin makes you feel drowsy. It's not quite that, but it's the signal that tells your circadian rhythm it's time to sleep. So sometimes when we're lying in bed and trying to switch it off and we can't, it's because our, you know, our melatonin, our hormones in our body might've gotten disrupted from blue light or stress or cortisol or something like that. So this is helping the body switch into the mode for sleep. Melatonin converts naturally to serotonin in the body, which is the feel-good, happy hormone. So you have all this cascade of, of events of, of hormonal changes happening in the body that are natural, that you don't have to do something to cause. You don't have to try hard or think about it or even meditate or not think about it. It's, it's sort of this thing that you just put the blanket on. There's an automatic response and you can be more passive about experiencing the benefit. Interesting. So, wow. I love that. Yeah, that, I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the eco-friendly aspects of, of the blankets. Because um, I know you were talking about it, you wanting it to be very you know, natural. Um, so what, what is it about the blankets that is you know, sustainable? And what, what other things are you guys doing with your company to make it a more sustainable company? Um, well, there, our blankets are 100% cotton, 100% natural materials. So no polyester, no no petrochemicals or um, plastic, or they're plastic-free packaging as well. They come actually in a tote bag, which is really cute. Um, then we also just have minimal packaging to reduce waste, you know, in shipping and all of that. Um, for customer returns, we donate them to organizations like we'll work, we'll, you know, work to find a nonprofit organization. We recently did a donation to a really great uh, shelter called the Orange County Rescue Mission. Um, and, uh, and, and we donated blankets and I think some linens to them. So we're trying to keep product out of landfills. Um, and then we also offset our carbon footprint from the beginning all the way to the end. So from the natural or from the raw materials all the way to shipping to the customers. Um, we work with an organi organization called seatrees.org, which is really cool and unique because they're, it's a team of surfers and scientists, and they work on reforestation projects at the water's edge, so mangrove and kelp swamps um, or forests, to, um, to not only offset the carbon, but to actually sequester carbon from the atmosphere. So we work with them to calculate our footprint, and then we, and then we basically donate twice that so that we're like paying it forward as well. Um, and they uh, work in accordance with the UN sustainability goals and they work with local 
farmers and people in the places where they where they um, plant these forests to um, also create jobs. So they're really, really fantastic organization. So those are some of the things we do. Awesome. So you said the so the blankets are you know made of cotton, but like what makes them weighted? Like what gives them that that heft? They're made of um, they're weighted with glass beads. Like it looks kind of like like really pretty even sand like a little larger than a grain of sand on the beach, but that's kind of what they look like, like round, like not sharp glass in any way. Um, and it just takes a little bit of glass, like in each pocket I actually have somewhere. Where is it? A sample oh, of here. glass. Sorry, I have a little piece of, this is a little piece of our blanket. Um, so this is to show like inside each of these, there's just like a little bit of glass filling and it's quilted in this pattern and like every little piece has glass in, beads inside to keep it from evenly distributed across the blanket. So like all to, like this is the sort of the density of like a 12 pound blanket, but you know, in a smaller size. little, yeah, in a smaller size. So like on your body, it's not too heavy in one place, but it's over the course of the blanket, over the distribution of the blanket. Okay. Um, and why, so, I mean, you know, obviously it sounds like you guys were very thoughtful about how you, you know, created the company and the product. But why, why was it important for you to build that sustainability you know, into the brand from the beginning? Um, it's, it's the environmental responsibility or just caring about the environment has been important to me for my whole life. When I used to do in my early career, I was a marketing assistant at an architecture firm and I got certified in green building construction practices because I was just trying to move the whole firm in that direction from my little cubicle. Um, and so when I was considering starting this business and contracting or creating and mass producing a product, and then it was going to be created overseas and shipped for sale in the U.S. market, I had a, a large pang of guilt, like, am I going to be contributing to consumerism in some way or depleting that, you know, just, just participating in that cycle. And um, it was almost a reason not to go forward, you know, but I, I had a moment with myself where I thought, you know, the world moves on, consumerism happens, these are products that help people. And the only way to make a difference is by participating and doing it better than other companies and hopefully having an influence or an impact in the way that business is done. And I'll say like when I first started Baloo, a lot of companies were using plastic filling beads in their blankets and we were different because we used glass. Um, and I'm really happy to say that that's no longer a point of differentiation for us because everyone's using glass beads, which is good. You know, I'm happy that that's happened. So, um, yeah, I was just like, if we're going to go do forward and do this, we're going to have to do it in the most responsible way. And we continue to improve it. It's, it's like, you can never be perfect at it because there always is an impact from your activities. Um, but we're critical of ourselves and always trying to do better. Awesome. I also wanted to ask about just the whole um, idea of like self-care and, and wellness just as a, as a market. It seems like it's just kind of huge right now and maybe even more so since the pandemic. Like what do you, um, what do you see in terms of like how that market is growing and, and why, why is it so big? Why is this something that people are so focused on? Yeah, I was just reading an email someone sent to me the other day um, on a report that McKinsey, McKinsey published stating that the wellness market is now $1.5 trillion and growing and saying consumers intend to keep spending more on products that improve health, fitness, nutrition, appearance, sleep, and mindfulness. And 
I mean, it is really incredible how that market is evolving and maturing and people are very educated consumers and they're very thoughtful about what they put on and in their bodies. And I think that the pandemic accelerated that because we had a moment to stop looking outside and distracting ourselves and focus on our health and well-being. And when you slow down, you might feel like, realize that some things don't feel right or that health becomes a bigger priority because you have time to focus on it. Um, so we just see that more and more, especially as the world is changing again and people are going back to work and back to offices. Um, just from a mental health perspective, there's a lot of anxiety and social anxiety and just anxiety with returning back to work. Um, so people are looking for ways to self-soothe and self-comfort and really take care of themselves. Awesome. <clears throat> Thank you so much for that. And also, um, which I think is really sweet, you're, you're a partner with the Pajama Program. And that it, it's an organization that gives vulnerable children, so those in homeless shelters and foster care, it gives them new pajamas and a book for bedtime, which is so sweet. So can you tell us how that collaboration came about, what it entails, and also why giving back is so important for a company? Um, so I became aware of the pajama program first when I was working at Scholastic Book Clubs because they are the book donors for that program and have a very close relationship with Genevieve Patero, the, the creator of it, um, ever since the beginning when she was just working out of her apartment with a van making the donations. And then she ended up going on Oprah and her whole organization took off from there. And that was many years ago. So it's a mature organization with grassroots, um, even at the local chapters all around the country run by volunteers. Um, so it really is a remarkable organization in that sense. Um, and so that's how I first knew of them. And I knew of the really incredible work that they were doing. And it seemed so aligned with our mission of being related to bedtime, creating a bedtime routine. And I do believe that we are all, you know, here together on this planet, all affecting and impacting each other energetically, whether we're aware of it or not. And so if we can lift up other people or those who are around us sharing the world with us, whether we see them or know that we're having a difference or an impact or not, that is just another reason to exist as a company. Um, so I, I, for me personally, it's important. And I do think it makes sense for companies because a lot of people feel that way too. And they're voting with their dollars that, you know, anyone can sell something, but people care about the impact of their, their purchase decisions. So from a marketing perspective, I think it makes a lot of sense too, especially millennial generation cares so much about giving back, cares so much about the environment and is really conscious and aware. So I think it makes sense for all the reasons. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Um, I wanted to, I, you know, we've gone over like a, a wide variety of really interesting information um, and, you know, kind of serious stuff, but I wanted to like end the, the podcast just talking about something a little bit more fun, just like our own personal kind of self-care rituals and items. Um, I actually have my things that I, I like to kind of unwind and, and de-stress and be like a nice, you know, cup of tea, mm. book to read, and then I don't have any weighted blankets, but I have a nice soft um, <laughs> blanket that I like to curl up in. So I'm just curious if we could all like to talk about like what our favorite things are. Yeah. Should I go? I'll go, go. Wants to go for it. Yeah, you go. go <laughs> so, um, well, I have these here in front of me. These are called solo speakers or Jennifer uses them too. Do you have yours? I do. <laughs> They're like gorgeous. So they play a three minute loop of tunes 
and now that I've started them, I don't know if it's going to stop. You can turn it off. You can, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, they're so nice to meditate to. And I hired a mindfulness coach in the past few months because I, I realized I was kind of like, I felt like I needed a little bit of support. So now I've been meditating every morning and my partner and I do um, yoga for 20 minutes together on the Peloton app, like just a short 20 minutes. And that's been like really amazing. I love that. So those, the, you use the, the speakers while you're meditating. Is that the idea? Yeah. They just play for three minutes and then they stop. And what's cool about them is you don't need a screen or an app or anything. You just turn them on and they go. Why do you need to, you need two of them or is it just, they, they come as a set and then they oh. each play a tune, but it's not a tune. It's, it's, I don't know, like if I'm going to give it justice, Jen, what would you say? They're like, oh, we love them so much because the reason we both have them is because like at the beginning of the pandemic, I ordered them. Um, and then we reached out. We actually like were out we saw of them on our website. We, we love them like, so much. Yeah. We were like out of blankets because it was the beginning of COVID and like everyone was buying weighted blankets and it was so hard to get, you know, more inventory. So we actually reached out to the owner and it, we had this total like love fest, like zoom call where we were like, Oh, we love you so much. And they're like, we love you so much. <laughs> so we started selling them. Um, but he's a musician and like a pro music producer. So he record, like he kind of meditated himself and then like played like three ish minute. A, I mean, I don't know the technology, you know, like, no melodic, no, no, a melodic mm. music. Um, and he recorded like hundreds and hundreds of these. So each one independently plays one of these sequences and they work together. And because they're playing different things and there's not like a pattern. So your brain can't like anticipate what's going to come. Mm. So it's, it really is like very quick and easy way to just like slip into meditation or mindfulness and relaxation. And you can like feel your blood pressure drop. It's so. called the um, Solu Now Tone Therapy speaker oh. system. Yeah. For anyone who's curious. Yeah. And I was going to say, so I moved to New Jersey uh, like a year and a half ago and from the city, from the Upper West Side. And, um, and like the thing that I've loved in the last year and a half has been um, like having a garden. So like I, I just planted wildflower seeds um, in two parts of my yard last winter and so just like going outside like a few times a day and like looking to see if anything new has come up honestly <laughs> and things do new come up new like some new flowers came up this morning that weren't there yesterday um that and then just like going for walks like I've been going for a walk every morning and I started because I've been having back problems and I like had to go for a walk but it's actually been just really really nice and I plan to just do it forever now it's a nice way to start the day that's awesome what about you, Sarah? So I have actually gotten into, which I'm actually going to go back and re-listen with a more attentive ear, but I've actually really gotten into like the science of sleep, which is mm -hmm. appropriate for us. And um, there's a podcast, but you've probably heard of it. Um, it's Matthew Walker, but he, it's called The Sleep Diplomat. And he just, he has like this, this British way about him. He's kind of self-deprecating and it's, it's sweet. And he has these, um, very gentle, the way he presents the science of sleep. And then he, the, each episode is maybe, I don't know, like 11, 12 minutes. They're really digestible, but I've learned just in like the few that I've listened to, I've learned so much about the science of sleep and how sleep is so complicated, but we forget that because we're asleep during it. So we're not aware of what's going on, but our body is always even during the day is kind of preparing itself for sleep later. And then everybody has a unique cycle 
you know, and, and what that kind of looks like and how you can help your body, you know, have better sleep. Um, some of the things that we assume about sleep are actually wrong. <laughs> um, so, and then, you know, my own body, how, as you age, your body metabolizes things differently. So I really got upset and resentful when I couldn't metabolize coffee at like 11 o'clock at night anymore. And just, I used to just be able to go right to sleep. And my dietitian was like, it's okay. It just means you're changing a little bit and we just have to change our habits. And so, and I realized that sleep affects like everything else. It affects your mood, your emotions, you know, your reasoning, your decision-making, everything ties back to sleep. So that's been my self-care is being a lot more cognizant of sleep and helping my body get a better night's sleep. But that podcast, it's a great resource. I highly recommend it. It is everything you said about, about sleep is so true. It's like the number one thing you can do for your overall well-being. It's, it's so exciting and amazing. Yep. Totally agree. Yeah. I sleep. Me too. I love to sleep. <laughs> sleep is the best. Uh, well, thank you ladies for being with us today. And for more sustainability and self-care market opportunities, please head to asicentral.com slash news.